Hello, everybody. This is Dylan Holst, and today I am joined by the founder and CEO of FreeUp, Nathan Hirsch. Nathan is a serial entrepreneur. He is an expert in remote hiring and e-commerce in general. So, Nathan, thank you for being on with us today. Dylan, thanks for having me. One of the things that I found interesting just browsing through your site, how many people, it seems, really have latched onto this idea of remote hiring and are really excited about the things that it can do just in terms of either augmenting or completely staffing their workforce. So maybe you could just give me a little bit of background about how you were introduced to, you know, the, the idea of remote hiring and how you decided to uh, kind of make this your thing. Sure. So going way back when I was 20, I'm 27 right now, I started an e-commerce dropshipping business out of my college dorm room and it quickly blew up. I was running a multi-million dollar business before I knew it, hiring my friends for the first time. I hired my first employee before I could legally drink <laughs> and I really just had no idea what I was doing. I made, huh. I got lucky and I made some really great hires, people who are still with me seven years later. And like every entrepreneur, I made some bad hires as well. So my business was always drop shipping, so you never have to touch any products. And so I could hire people that could work at their place or across the hall in a different room or whatever it was. So it didn't really matter whether I they were with me at any point. We would have group meetings and whatnot to get on the same page. But for the most part, we could be in different states or any part of the world and still sure. do your job. So when I graduated and I decided to become an entrepreneur full time and I moved to Florida and I actually did end up opening up an office, which I think was one of the biggest mistakes that I've made, I hired a lot of full time people, employees. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized that if I'm paying someone fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, I, I need to get the most out of them because I'm an efficiency person. And, and it was really bothering me that they were spending a lot of their time doing very easy data entry work or answering mm. simple emails. I just feel it didn't feel like I was getting good value, and I didn't feel like I was challenging them either. They they enjoy their job more when they're being challenged and building sure. rather than doing. So a buddy of mine that was actually on my softball team when I moved down here introduced me to Odesk, which was Upwork at the time. Right. And I just found fell in love with it. I mean, in my mind, and I'm a pretty logical person, I'm very limited in the talent that I could get in Orlando, Florida. And if I open myself out to the entire world, the possibilities are endless. Not to mention the other benefits of no payroll taxes for hiring contractors, hiring, maybe outsourcing certain tasks, although mm -hmm. I did remote hiring, so it wasn't all international. But I was determined to build this army of remote workers, which I did. And I found that hiring these remote workers allowed my full-time people, the people who I was paying to think rather than do repetitive tasks, would really excel and would be able to put a lot more in the company, enjoy their jobs more. And we just grew so much faster mm -hmm. to the point where I got rid of the office and made the entire company remote. And I kind of had the idea that I wanted to help other businesses do the same thing because there are tricks to the trade. It, it took me a while, just like it took me a while to learn how to hire employees correctly, it took me a while to, high, to learn how to hire remote workers and even international workers correctly. So I created FreeUp to help other business owners free up their time the way I have for the past seven years. Sure. Okay. So in terms of just building a workforce, and I, I love the fact that you identified that you know your most valuable employees were, you know, maybe not using their time in the most efficient manner or the way that they might have wanted to be spending their time. Do you feel like that is something that exists across all industries or is that specific to the tech industry? Basically, remote teams, is that something that, you know, can work for every industry or is it just specific, you know, industries that you see as being in need of augmentation via remote teams? 
I mean, there's certainly some industries that it might not apply if you own a sure. bakery or something like that. But for the most part, most businesses are online in, in some way, shape, or form. Even if you own that bakery, someone should run your social media. Someone should build your website and run it and all that. So there, if you're not tapping into remote workers and talent from across the world, you're really missing out on a huge opportunity to expand your business at a fraction of the cost of what it would require to hire internal employees. Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's say somebody comes to your site and they're looking for somebody to do, you know, some specific thing, let's say data entry. What should that person be looking for in terms of, you know, just qualities? What should we be looking for in people? What makes somebody a good remote team member? Sure. And that's one of the reasons why I created FreeUp, because there are a lot of places out there where you go to them and you, you want to post a job, but it's hard to really figure out what you're looking for, especially if you've never hired before or you've right. never hired remotely before. And you're trying to pick out from 50 people that are in the Philippines. It can be challenging. And a lot of times you don't know what to look for. From my past seven years of hiring, I have a pretty good idea what I want to look for. And I'll get into that a little bit later. So the cool thing about us is we identify these people, we vet them, we test them. We have strict communication policies that they have to follow, which I'm sure we'll touch upon later as well. And then we make these workers available to our clients. So on our site, there's very little thinking involved. You tell us what you want in terms of skill. Hey, I have this project. Hey, I need this full-time position, whatever it is. And we pick someone from our network that's already been pre-vetted that we already know has those qualities and we introduce them to you. So it's really that simple. So what kind of metrics are you are you testing people for when they come to you and they say, hey, I want to I want to be a freelancer. I want to work for you guys. Sure. So there's three things. One is skill. Obviously, if you're hiring someone to build your website on WordPress, they have to have years of experience in WordPress. We're not that new uh, freelancer marketplace. We're, uh, people that are freelancing for the first time, they don't get in, uh, into mm. our network. Um, What's so the requirement like there? So we want people with three plus years of experience for the most part. It can be less if it's a newer platform or something that just came out, but that's a baseline. Um, and there are really talented people that learn fast that are the exception of the rule. But for the most part, three plus years. And I mean, we have people on our team that have 10, 15 years of experience. So we're, we're really looking for that. So a track record of success with past clients and years of experience. Two is their attitude. We want people that care more about money, that are workaholics, that really like working, where work is the number one priority or close to the number one priority in their life, and that can really care about our client's business as if it was their own and not just doing it for the paycheck, like I said before. So, and then it, Quality number three is communication because to me, communication is everything. I don't care how talented of a person that you hire. If you can't communicate with them, it's going to go south so fast. You won't even believe yeah. it. So yeah. that's real. those are really the three things that we look for when we're hiring a worker. Okay. Somebody might argue you know, that building a remote workforce could leave yourself open to people you know, leaving early or maybe – They'll feel like you're not you as a company are not investing in them because you're remote. Is employee turnover more difficult to handle, I guess, when you're dealing with remote workers? If you treat your worker like they're not part of the team, like you're just using them and you're you're just giving orders and they don't care at all about your business, the turnover is going to be high. What I teach is to change that mentality, make them a part of the team, make them care about your business. 
make them want to be part of the journey in growing your business and your turnover will be really low. I mean, we have a pretty large network of workers and our turnover is extremely low, the lowest it's been in either of my two companies at this point. And it's all about how you treat people, how you vet people, what, whatever your company culture is. If you're adding people to the team that are like that culture or if you're adding people that are more of that corporate mindset but you're a startup or vice versa, anything that you can do to make people fit into your what you're building is going to reduce turnover. So mm-hmm. to me, it's not the fact that they're remote workers that – that leads to turnover. It's your whole attitude and how you treat people in general. So you say what you teach, do you offer resources for business owners who are using a remote workforce for the first time? How does that work? Definitely. I mean, we offer free consulting. I do a lot of webinars and podcasts about it. We have eBooks that we continue to come out with. We have our free up blog that you can check out. We always talk about building a culture and managing people and how to hire and stuff like that. And we have an online masterminds Facebook group that we people can post questions in and we're pretty responsive. We try to answer every single one in as much detail as possible. So we're really there to assist you along the way as much as we are to provide you those workers that you need. So in terms of people that are not familiar or maybe are just starting to build a remote workforce, what would you say the most common question you get asked by business owners is? Are they going to steal my information? <laughs> is, is, or are they going to – what are the risks involved sure. in something like that? And yeah. like like I tell them, there there's nothing I can do to make that risk zero. There's always going to be a risk that an employee, a contractor, a worker, whatever it is, makes a bad decision. But at the same time, we, we're pre-vetting these people. Most of the time, these people are in it for whether they're, they're in it to provide for their family. They care a yeah. lot more about having the job than they do about stealing your information. Yeah. And what a lot of clients realize is their information, unless you're a huge company, really isn't as valuable as you think it is to have right. someone jeopardize their job over it. And I mean, even with us, what's cool about it is it's so hard to get into our network. And once they're in, just like our clients like it because they don't have to interview hundreds of people, our workers like it because they don't have to do hundreds of interviews. So they want to stay in the network. They want us to bring clients to them. And if they jeopardize anything, they get kicked out for life. So yes, you should be protective of your stuff and you should give people limited access when it applies. But you really want to have the mentality that you're trying to build trust with these workers and everyone's in it for the same reason. Sure. Yeah. So keeping in the same kind of thought process with, you know, first time business owners that are doing the remote worker thing for the first time, what would you say just from your years of experience in watching people do hiring, what would you say the biggest mistake is, especially within the context of, you know, remote, remote hiring? So the biggest mistake that people make is not diversifying. They'll mm-hmm. they'll hire one person to do everything and they'll teach them how to do bookkeeping, how to answer customer emails, how to do this and that and all the all everything that it takes to run their business and they put them in that manager position and 6 months later that person quits and they have to start all over and their entire yeah. business is in shambles and it sets them back three to six months. It's the worst thing that you can do. If you're hiring and your business is growing at a good pace, diversify. Hire one person per team. Spread it out. If one person quits, it's not the end of the world. Come up with training guides and videos where no one is on your team is indispensable. If you look at your business right now and you have 10 employees and three of them, it would just be an absolute disaster. And if they left, you really need to work on diversifying and changing that kind of atmosphere. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So in terms of just working with a remote team, you know, often in the past when I've worked with larger companies, you'll have specific teams do team building, they'll do things to try to build group cohesion, all that kind of stuff. So what would you tell business owners and how would you guide them in terms of building team cohesion when everybody is not 
you know, sitting in the same office or they might not ever see each other face to face. How do they build team cohesion? Sure. So step one is make sure everyone understands the company. When you hire someone or you onboard someone, you should hand them a piece of paper that's like, hey, this is how we started. These are our goals and expectations. These are the important people in their company and their their contact information. These are my personal pet peeves if you're going to be working under me. So just everything is laid out and clear. On top of that, as you hire them and you set these goals, make sure you're updating them. Is your company having a good week, having a bad week? What projects are you working on? When do when projects finish and you launch them, make it a big deal. Make it so that everyone's talking in a group. Have those Monday morning meetings where everyone gets on the same page and then spends a week attacking instead of everyone logging in at different times and going and doing their own thing away from everyone. Build that atmosphere where everyone's working together and is rooting for each other for a common goal. And it, it's really not that hard to do if you put some time into it up front. A lot of issues arise when you just have 10 contractors that never talk to each other, that don't know what the other pieces are in the company, and for the most part don't even know what their contributions are. They just know that they do their job and hand it to you and do the next job. And and that's very easy to lose a person because the second that someone comes along like FreeUp or anyone else that has that positive company culture and is paying the same rate, then that person's going to jump. So you can either pay people a lot of money and treat them poorly or you can pay them market rate and have that great culture and lower turnover and have a great team working together. Can you give me an example or maybe a specific scenario in which you've seen, you know, either somebody do it the right way or do it the wrong way in terms of, you know, building team cohesion? Yeah, I mean, I've had clients that I've I've sat down with them and I've been like, listen, like you shouldn't talk to workers that way. And I'll be honest with them. I'm like, listen, I want you to succeed. It's not my job to tell you how to run your business. If you want my advice, I'm happy to give it. They're good enough that they want my advice. And I'm like, listen, if if someone's pissing you off, you, you can't just like scream at them. You have to look at it as in a problem solving situation. Yes, you can always fire them and replace them, but it's in your best interest if you invested two months in a training someone to sit down and have an honest conversation and hear them out and get feedback on yourself. Because a lot of the time, it's not only the worker's miscommunication, but it's also how the how the client manages people. Um, and maybe stuff like organization and stuff like that. So in my atmosphere, I'm always looking for feedback. I'm a totally different business owner now than I was five years ago. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is because my business partner, Connor, looked me in the eye and he was like, you need to change these things. And because we got feedback from my team of 15 to 20 assistants that when I'm doing performance reviews or anything like that, it's right back at me. Tell me how I can be a better leader, a better manager, because even if the only, even if I'm a business owner, that the only thing I care about is money, I'm mm-hmm. going to make more money if I'm a better manager and a better sure. leader and people stay here. So there's just, I try to adjust people's just attitude in general, because that, that's a lot of the problem. They're so used to being that boss. It's like, do this, do that without right. having that team mentality. So in terms of just, you know, I'll give you an example from our own, from our own company. We do hire quite a few people from either overseas or contractors here in the United States. And one of the things that we found to be somewhat challenging is to do, you know, that, I guess the best way to say it would be to, to build a communication process that has longevity. I guess. Uh, and what that looks like for us is we've done our best to, to do kind of like a stand-up meeting every week where everybody gets together. They talk about what they've been working on. They, you know, share positive things that have happened, negative things that have, ha- that have happened. But one of the things that, you know, we, especially when we were first starting out, struggled with was consistency and everybody 
you know, making an effort to be there on time, all that kind of stuff, because it's really easy, right? When you're working remotely, it can be easy to fall into the trap of, well, I've got, you know, this project going on. So I'd rather, you know, get this project done rather than show up to a meeting, that kind of thing. So give a company like us some advice in terms of instilling, I guess, an attitude of, you know, this is really important that we have this time to connect as a team, that we have this time to, you know, motivate each other. What would you say to somebody especially a company that is new to the whole remote hiring scene, what would you say to them in terms of establishing some sort of consistency? So I would divide it into two parts. Is it the workers or is it the system? If you're just looking at the workers, are you hiring the right people? Are you hiring people that prioritize communication, that prioritize teamwork and company culture and group building? Or are you hiring people that just get satisfaction from completing projects and don't care about the rest of the team in any way? And if you're looking at the systems, I would say, does it flow from the top down? One, and Connor and I, we've been working together for seven years and we're pretty honest with each other. One of my biggest issues with Connor in the first years that we were in business is he would be like, yeah, like let's do this project, this project, this project. And he would get overwhelmed and he would be inconsistent because stuff that meetings that he wanted to have would get pushed back right. and projects he wanted to do were, would get moved around or changed and it flowed down. Everyone else just became completely unorganized below him. I, to, on the top flowing down, I mean, with us, we have Monday morning meetings. 10 a.m. every Monday that I, for the past two years that I've been running free up, it hasn't changed. Everyone knows to show up. And if you're an assistant of mine and you're not showing up to Monday morning meetings, you're not going to be an assistant of mine very long. So it, for me, it's setting that culture and putting it set in stone and making sure that if you have other owners in the company or other people that are up top or even assistants that maybe have been with you for a while and have, have gotten a promotion or in a manager position or whatever you want to call it, that make sure that they're following it if, or they're following the policies and the culture and that that trickles down to the new people that are hired. Because sure. if you have a new person that walks in the door of McDonald's and every per, every person working there being like, this place sucks. I don't want to be here right now. Like get out when you can. Or if you walk in and everyone's like, Hey, like the boss is awesome. Like these are, we we're all working together to like make as much money as possible and they treat us well. And if this happens, we get rewarded, then, then it's going to flow down and people that walk in the door, just going to snap right into it and know this is how it's done here. I need yeah. to follow suit. In remote offices in general, give me some keys to you know what good productivity looks like in a remote office. And maybe, I don't know if you have any particular tools that you're using in terms of you know project management, that kind of thing. You know, What are the biggest keys? Sure. So all my assistants, I have a team of 15 to 20 assistants, and then I have an internal team of like six people that run the teams and have their own assistants outside that. And all my assistants have a combination of daily tasks and they know they have to get done. They have short-term projects, stuff that cool ideas we came up with or things that we're building that are one week or two weeks that they know have these due dates and they have to get them done. Or tell us in advance if, they, if something comes up, they need an extension, but for the most part, get it done. And then they have long-term projects, things that we're building over the course of the year. And they know that they're responsible for these three things. So during the day, I'm getting the most out of them because the day-to-day -day operations that I don't, I just don't have the time to do, I know are getting done. The short-term projects, I'm, I'm utilizing their, their brain to 
chop away at these projects that I can implement right away, which is huge when you're running a startup because you don't want to wait too long to implement things. And then yeah. I also have the long-term vision in mind where they, my bookkeeping team is looking on a long-term solution to payments or whatever it is. My HR team is building our new testing platform for new hires in six months. And it, it just works out very well that every worker knows they have these responsibilities and sticks to it and reports on them. And it's very structured, and there's really just no excuses along the way. Everyone knows that that's the way it is. You're responsible. And, I mean, it's we never are like, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to lose your job. But, I mean, everyone knows that that's what's expected of you. And sure. they've seen that if people come in and we assign them stuff and they don't do it, they're no longer part of the team. And we don't threaten them. We just say, this is the way it is. If you want to be here, you have to do it. Are there any other things that you'd like to bring up just in, in context of what we've been talking about that maybe I haven't asked you or you think is are important for people to know about remote hiring in general? Yeah, I think you should value your time at a very high level. And valuing your time also applies to valuing your workers' time, your business partners' time, your clients' and your customers' time. So really think about how long it takes you to do HR and how, how many, how long you spend doing interviews and going through resumes and training people and even turnover because turnover is the most expensive thing um, in business and it can set companies back for a while. So I really created free up to to end all of that uh, we we have a very great interview process we get hundreds of applicants a week we take the top 1% when you're a client of ours it's free Whenever you need a worker, you press a button. It asks you a few questions so that we know exactly what you want. We introduce you within 24 hours or even less. And because our turnover is so low, we have a no turnover guarantee that mm -hmm. if our worker on the rare chance that they quit because it is real life, people do leave jobs, we cover all retraining costs and get you a new worker right away. So the amount of time that you can save on the just HR alone, never mind turnover costs, is huge. And really, I mean, think about think about whether you're actually spending time time in your business focused on sales, marketing, and expansion, or whether you're focusing them on day-to-day -day operations in HR, because you'd be surprised how many really smart business owners wake up one day and realize that they're spending 40, 50, 60% of their time yeah. on the ladder. Sure. Okay. So maybe you could give us a high-level overview of what FreeUp can do for a business owner. Like I said, signing up is free. We have a network of workers from 5 to $50 an hour. We're about 40% US, 40% Philippines, 20% scattered throughout everything e-commerce and online business from WordPress, graphic design, data entry, customer service, advanced consultants on Amazon, eBay, click funnels, all that stuff. And they're ready to go. Our workers are first come, first serve. We're, we're very much a fast hiring platform, which I, I, I don't know any others that are like that, where you can have someone hired within an hour. And we make it super fast. All our workers have strict communication policies. We have 15 pages of communication policies that our workers have to memorize and get tested on so that you know our workers are not going to disappear. And if you ever need to get a hold of your workers, you can come to me and my assistants and we grab them for you. It's a very stream streamlined process so you never find yourself chasing down remote workers or interviewing or any of that. And then I mentioned that we're we're hands-on. We're there to help you along the way. We, we're there to guide you with our blog and our Facebook group. And you can always ask us questions and ask our assistants questions. And we have that no turnover guarantee. So we're really trying to be that solution for the business owner to help free up their time, hence the name, um, along their path to, path to building their business. Awesome. So what are you guys looking forward to in 2017? Are you guys working on any 
new initiatives or new projects that people should be aware of? Yeah, hashtag be everywhere. That is the goal for 2017. Connor is doing a great job on the marketing front um, with the blog, lots of podcasts and webinars and all that. Just hired a great PR manager. I'm pretty sure she's the one that got me on this show. We have our new software that's being updated. We're always looking for software improvements. We just added five new people to the internal team to help add that extra level of support. So our clients always have someone to go to whenever they need something. And we're really trying to be that hands-on solution that's always there when you need us. We're really not interested in you hiring a worker, having a bad experience, and us making a few dollars. We want to make sure that you love the workers that we give you and that you they help you grow your business long term. Cool. Well, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate you taking the time to answer some questions here today. And uh, guys, please check out the link to freeup.com in the show notes. And then we're going to also have some additional information on services that FreeUp can provide for you down there as well. Nathan, thank you for your time. Sure. One quick thing. Anyone that mentions this podcast gets $1 off their first worker forever. So awesome. Um, sure Is there any kind of code that they should use? or I'll get you an affiliate link after the show. We can track that. All right. Th- that'll be in the show notes as well, guys. Cool. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you.